Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. Our broadcast today features a conversation from our most recent MetaStrategy Digital Symposium on the topic of combining artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things to drive digital processes. The conversation featured Vagesh Dave, the Chief Information Officer of McDermott International, and Danielle Brown, the Chief Information Officer of Whirlpool. And the gentleman who led the conversation was the Vice President and Head of MetaStrategy's Central Office, Michael Bertha. Mike, welcome. Great to speak with you. Always happy to be here, Peter. Well, Mike, let's let's uh, go into that topic, combining AI and IoT to drive digital processes. Those are certainly two very important uh, trends, so no surprise this would be something we tackle. But that said, I'd love to hear in your own words as to why you found that to be a salient topic for, uh, for our digital symposium. Yeah, as you said, two powerful trends, even more powerful when combined. We see clients across multiple industries digitizing as many processes or experiences as they can to increase the volume and variety of data that they can collect. And then aggregating that data across the different dimensions of an organization, functions, business units, and using that as the basis to apply AI and machine learning to create insights and predictions that they can feed back into the digitized processes to make them more automated and more intelligent. And so we thought it would be great to bring in uh, a great combination of, of speakers to articulate how they're going towards this combination, AI and IoT within their own organizations. Well, let's talk about that briefly, if we could. Um, so I mentioned Vagesh Dave from McDermott International and uh, Danny Brown from Whirlpool. Why these two leaders as, uh, as people who personify the trends you just described? Sure. I, I think it was largely driven by IoT often being thought of in two schools of thought. Uh, the first being industrial IoT. And who better to speak to industrial IoT than Bagesh? He's one of the industry's leading thinkers around digital twinning, a major application within AI. And then on the other end of IoT, consumer IoT. Who better than Danielle Brown, leader of one of the largest consumer appliances companies in the world? So we thought that that would be an interesting juxtaposition. Thank you for that overview, Mike. Uh, without further ado, let's get into that conversation, combining AI and IoT to drive digital processes, featuring Bagesh Dave of McDermott International, uh, Danielle Brown of Whirlpool, in conversation with MetaStrategy's Mike Bertha. But first, a word from our partner, Transmit Security, and the company's co-founder and president, Rakesh Loonkar. Transmit Security is a cybersecurity organization that focuses on identity experience and is enabling a secure and passwordless future. They also recently received the highest Series A venture capital investment in history for a cybersecurity company at a valuation of $2.2 billion. Rakesh wanted to share a couple of recommendations for technology and digital executives on how to improve a company's cybersecurity infrastructure. Thank you so much, Peter. First, I strongly recommend to take part of their budget and dedicate it to really innovative companies. It has to be built into the budgets up front so that it serves as a forcing function to really look for new technologies. 
The, the second recommendation is outside of identity. There are two very interesting classes of security technologies that are emerging. The first one is improving the quality of code to make sure that your developers are not introducing software vulnerabilities. The second is cloud security. I think we're in the first inning of hundreds of companies that will be created offering really innovative ways of securing the multitude of problems in the cloud environments. I just want to leave your audience with this a last thing. Every single time they have to enter their password, change their password, can't remember their password or any other problems, please remember transmit security. And now on to the interview. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Uh, so as Peter said, we've got a great panel. Um, so to, just to tee it up, I think we all know that Internet of Things is increasingly used as the tool, uh, one of many, to increase the volume, variety, and velocity. And then artificial intelligence is used to create insights and predictions that can be embedded into digital processes to make them more intelligent and make them more automated and continue to improve these processes with each iteration of the closed loop aspect of IoT and AI. So I'm very excited about this panel today since we're going to talk about IoT and AI in a consumer and industrial setting with our panelists. So Danielle, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the virtual stage. Sure, thank you for having me, Michael. <laughs> of course. Uh, so you're the CIO of Whirlpool, uh, the world's leading kitchen and laundry appliance company, sales of around 20 billion, about 78,000 employees, and more than 50 manufacturing and technology research centers around the globe. So I was wondering if you could kick us off um, by telling us a little bit how IoT and AI fit into the strategy at Whirlpool. Sure. Thanks, Michael. So at Whirlpool Corporation, I always I like to start from the bigger picture first. And, and our vision at Whirlpool is really to be the best kitchen and laundry company in constant pursuit of improving life at home, which we all know is what we experienced over the last 18 months has become even more evident and important regarding how that life uh, at home actually, um, you know, how that occurs on a day-to-day -day basis. And so as a company, we're pursuing that vision by driving four strategic imperatives uh, globally. And by the way, all four of those strategic imperatives have technology and data embedded all throughout. Uh, for example, our first imperative is around delivering product leadership, which has been a hallmark of the Whirlpool Corporation uh, from the genesis of the company. And so, but in today's modern times, delivering product leadership uh, means that we think about the digital twin of the product. It means that we think about uh, the data and the digital thread of that data all throughout the product lifecycle. So that's our first imperative is delivering product leadership. Secondly, uh, our other imperative is around redefining what a product is. And so that's where you start to think about leveraging how you can leverage IoT and data to create new digital products and new digital services as well for our consumers. And then our third imperative is really around winning that digital consumer journey. And that's really thinking about the platforms and the technology that enable uh, us to enable that journey and gain insights all the way from the pre-purchase part of the process through purchase to post-purchase part of the process. So the insights that we have and enabling that frictionless journey is how we'll be able to win that consumer journey. 
And then lastly is about reinventing our value chain. And that's really where you start to also think about uh, the end-to-end -end visibility across uh, the entire supply chain, as well as adding in automation and analytics into operations and manufacturing, really driving that manufacturing 4.0. And so Whirlpool strategic imperatives are tied directly to putting technology, including IoT, including AI at the forefront of the company, really, really focusing on that digital consumer engagement, as well as value optimization within the operation space. So it's a great time to be technologist, to be in the digital space and to be a CIO. Wow, that, thanks, Danielle. That, that's really uh, comprehensive and appreciate that response. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll turn to you, Vigesh. Uh, you're the global CIO of McDermott International, uh, and your firm focuses on engineering, procurement, and construction activities for some of the largest oil field development projects in the world. So uh, it seems that oil and gas or energy as an industry has really recently doubled down on digital technologies and are really leaning into IoT uh, as a key enabler. I, I was wondering if you could maybe share your perspectives on some of the forces behind that double down focus right now and what opportunities do you see for iot and ai sure definitely michael uh, mcdermott we do onshore offshore uh, development you know whether it's offshore for building platforms or onshore lng uh, plants or you know athlete crackers but again you know end of the day we're in people business so as we started our journey a few years ago in digital space, the focus was on, okay, how do we reduce the cost, but how do we improve the safety in everything we do? So we look for opportunities in our yards, on our vessels, uh, in our construction sites to improve productivity. But at the same time, we look for opportunities where we can do things remotely. So we don't have to send people in harm's way and we can actually improve just overall safety and quality of life for people who work for us. Now, as I as I look at the change, this is in a post-COVID environment, in a hybrid work environment, we are now exploring more of this technology. So can we do things more remotely where folks don't have to travel? Also, can we do things in a sustainable manner? Our customers are asking for this. So now, as we look at a lot of data that we have collected over the years from our yards, our vessels, and a lot of other assets, we're merging them in a, you know, in a data lake to gather insights and say, okay, we're doing things in a more efficient way, but now what does sustainability means for us and how do we do it in a more sustainable way as we build the assets so our customers can not only operate them in a sustainable way, but we start to design and engineer them in a very sustainable way. That, that, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Bagesh. Shifting back to you, um, Danny, uh, when we had our prep discussions, you mentioned some really unique product innovations, you know, which is one of the pillars that you mentioned, and some interesting partnerships. Uh, I, I'm wondering if you could maybe tell us a little bit about some of the product innovations and partnerships, maybe some of the use cases they unlocked, and if IoT and AI plays a role in enabling them, maybe you could highlight that. Sure, I'll start with some of the, the use cases. So at Whirlpool, um, we have predictive models that are actually uh, in operation today. And if you think about the maturity uh, model for analytics from descriptive to insights all the way to 
four sites, if you will, we, within Whirlpool, we are moving up that maturity model um, and using these predictive models in our team by our global teams today. Um, for example, in consumer behavior, you know, for example, we leverage uh, AI to guide consumers to those products and services that they are most interested in based upon, you know, how they uh, across or go across our website and the things that they click on, it, it helps us use those models to really point them and guide them in a, in a certain way so that they can get to the products that are most useful for them. Um, as well as when you think about the post-purchase part of that process, internally, we also use AI today to um, help identify and solve different service calls more quickly as they come into our operations. Um, additionally, I'd add, there are also opportunities to use uh, data science in order to enable remote diagnostics. When you think about our products and think about, this is basically when you have signals from the appliances in order to alert uh, when a product may be starting to experience an issue. So long before it triggers an error code or actually breaks down. So that's the power of some of these models. So just think about you know, the information, even in these use cases that I just mentioned uh, and the value that can be unlocked from those use cases. It's data that we can leverage for quality, data that we can leverage for product development improvements, and it's additional data that we can leverage for consumer benefits and services. So harnessing that actionable information and actionable being the key here is at the core of how we at Whirlpool can continue to improve the lives of our customers. And then Michael, as it relates to partnerships, with our strategic, uh, strategic imperative that I mentioned around redefining the product, which as I said, is around developing new digital services and new and product, digital products on top of our core products. Um, we are in fact working with core partners uh, in the home ecosystem. So for example, we have new functionality uh, with voice commands that integrate with Google Assistant and Alexa enabled devices uh, that work with our smart products that are currently in market today. So the bottom line, you know, for me, um, the way that I see it is the keys to success to unlocking the value really includes a couple of things. It includes great innovative products, which is at our core for Whirlpool, high performing tech stack. You know, what I mean by that is best in class apps as well as the right platforms in place. Compatibility with major ecosystems and partners for us, that's Google and Apple and others. And the others, the key there being creating those frictionless experiences for the consumers. And then lastly, connected services from an infrastructure perspective. So those are, I view as the keys to success to unlocking that value. Well, that, that, that's great, Danny. And I think it really illustrates a, a strong ecosystem externally and mentioning some of the really key tech enablers and the, the process and experience enablers as well. I really like that. Um, so, so, so Vigesh, um, and Dan, Danny mentioned this earlier too, one of the things that seems to be a, a really compelling digital enabler in the oil and gas space among a lot of industrial spaces and even consumer um, is the concept of a, a digital twin. It's uh, a really pertinent topic for this panel since it, it leverages IoT as well as artificial intelligence and several other technologies that, that I haven't mentioned. I'm wondering, 
if you could explain this sometimes difficult to grasp concept of a digital twin and how IoT and AI play and, and what kind of outcomes from a business perspective this can help drive in the oil and gas space. Great, great, Michael. So McDermott, we started our journey on, on the twin, you know, probably ahead of everybody else. And we are quite mature, at least in terms of what we are doing with design twin. And when we look at digital twin, we kind of look at design twin and operational twin. The original goal was to really capture a lot of data from our assets, whether it's a vessel that's actually constructing something offshore, or that's or a crane operator, or even a cherry picker trying to do something on construction site. We collected a lot of data from this, and that kind of allowed our customers to have that data when in operating phase of the asset. And you know, Danielle talked about you know leveraging a lot of data for getting insights. And we've been doing that for the last few years, where a lot of our guys who either work in marine or they work on construction sites can actually look at a lot of data from their assets, how they're operating it, and they're doing it more efficiently and get more insights. And from IT side, what I had done is I kind of said, okay, we are the business of building any reports. So we will enable a lot of analytics and data where business can actually go and visualize it and they can play with the data. And really their job is to get insights and make better decisions. Now, when I go back to the twin, you know, one of the things we are now working on is a lot of our customers are coming and telling us, look, we are able to operate a lot of things that you build with this LNG plant or as an offshore platform in a very sustainable way. How can you start from the way, you know, just from the original design and constructions, right? And, and carry the sustainability theme all the way through. And Twin allows you to do that. The design tool allows you to capture a lot of those things, a lot of data around, you know, the carbon content in steel. Our engineers can design around that. And they can actually, from the very start, design the asset in sustainable way and provide the same twin to customers where they can actually reduce the uh, carbon footprint through the life of the asset along with the cost. And you know we've made a lot of progress in this area in terms of allowing our workers in a yard to automate a lot of things they used to do uh, using either sensorized, Uberized model for our uh, assets, but now they can efficiently leverage a particular asset in a yard uh, by providing them a mobile device where they can actually book, book a particular assets like cherry picker or forklift, uh, which not only allows the efficient use of the asset, but also allows to measure the efficiency of the workforce in our yards and the construction sites. And uh, you know, again, the use cases just tend to evolve, Michael. You know, in the post-COVID world, we are now seeing how do we allow uh, engineers who work remotely to collaborate with customers using either uh, a 3D model review uh, using virtual reality type stuff. We have done a lot of uh, remote inspections. We have started at all of our yards to kind of put in uh, models where customers can remotely kind of join and uh, do a 3D review of the model without getting to the yards physically. And then this, this space is continues to evolve. I'm really excited. I think this is why one reason I think it's an exciting time to be in IT now because IT has taken up just a front stage in enabling the business in post-COVID environment and, and really just infuse uh, a business with technology, which is moving at a very, very rapid pace. Well, that, that's, that's so good. And I, I really uh, appreciate that explanation. I think digital twin is something that is very compelling, but it's one of those more difficult 
uh, concepts to wrap your head around unless you're very familiar with, with the topic. Um, obviously, you are in that case. Um, I, I think uh, the last question maybe I'll, I'll just frame for both of you is just as you started to bring in that additional data from the IoT devices at a higher velocity, different variety, um, higher volume, and you start learning with, with AI and machine learning, are there any unique customer insights that you'd be willing to offer and, you know, without, you know, any competitive intelligence or learnings that you guys have would like to share with the group? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll start and then the guests can uh, add on. So I, I will keep it for competitive reasons, higher level. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is what we focus on at Whirlpool is the um, use cases, right? The high value use cases that engage the consumer, right? And, and want them to interact with the product and, and allow that to guide us uh, versus just coming out with technology or functionality or features just to have a lot, right? Because that, that can um, actually disengage the user when, when you have so many things, not all of it work, et cetera. So we wanna focus on what are those high value engagements that we can have with the consumer that are reliable, that are dependable, that help make their lives easier with the, the routine things that they may have to do um, in the home. So that, you know, that would be my kind of add here is that when we, we do focus on those, um, those types of use cases versus tech and features just for the sake of it. So Michael, I would say, you know, not all data is created equal. So as you, as you look at the data, you wanna be very, very selective which data you keep, which data you use right away for insights. And I'll give you an example. We have sensorized our vessels that we use in, in, in offshore uh, construction and other installation activities. And we collect a lot of data from all the equipment on the vessel. But we are very selective what data we bring back and we store for longer time versus what data we actually at, at the vessel site we use algorithms to generate insights because data becomes a liability uh, over time if you're not using it the right way. That, that, that's great. Um, both of you guys on that answer, I appreciate it. You know, Daniel taking a really, or Danny, a really uh, customer oriented perspective, not using technology for the sake of technology, but trying to address a pain point or capitalize on opportunity. Vigash, totally, that goes right in with our enterprise data lake and making sure that high quality, high value data is what we go after. So Danny and Vigesh, really appreciate your time. Uh, this has been a great panel and thank you for your willingness to join us. Um, thank you, Michael.